Tēnā katoa katoa and hello everybody. Welcome to the Lento Intervention Podcast. My name is Ben Adelberg and I'm coming to you from Tamaki Makoto, Auckland. And g'day, I'm Emma Strutt and I'm currently coming to you from Mugen Bear Country in Queensland. Before we dive into our conversation today, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. The Lento Intervention is an Australasian educational and advocacy platform dedicated to raising awareness about the current climate and health crisis. And on this podcast, we invite guests to chat about topics that will inspire you to take action to improve your own health and the health of the planet. So please subscribe to and share this podcast and visit our website for the full show notes. And don't forget to buy us a coffee if you'd like to support our work. So when we first officially registered as a charity back in 2021, just a year ago, one of the sections on the form we completed asked about the regions we would be working across. So naturally, we ticked both New Zealand and Australia. That's where myself and Emma are from. But we also ticked the box of Pacific Islands. And the reason for that is our bigger vision of inclusivity. Um, Pacific Islands are very dear to us. We love going there for holidays. But more importantly, these regions bear the brunt of a lot of what's happening around the planet in terms of climate change. So at some point, we wanted to reach out further and into those communities. And we are very excited that we're going to finally make it happen in this episode. That's right. So today we are so keen to sit down and have a yarn with Josh Ului Lakemba. Josh, also known as the Mali Chef, keeps busy by bringing plant-based cuisine to Fiji. Now, Fiji, along with many of our other Pacific Island neighbours, has unfortunately seen a dramatic rise in the prevalence of non-communicable diseases like diabetes in the last few decades. They're also at the forefront of climate change, as um, Ben mentioned. So when we stumbled across Josh and saw how hard he was working to improve the diet diversity and health of his fellow Fijians, we thought we'd better have a chat to him. Um, so Josh, thank you so much for joining us today. Very lucky, guys. Uh, it's a privilege to be here with uh, both of you and uh, just to yes talk about uh, being a plant-based advocate here in Fiji. So I just want to make a quick shout out to Ranella. She's Fijian. She's a work colleague of mine and she showed me your Instagram account months ago and said, ah, oh, because everyone at work knows that I'm plant-based and uh, showed me your account and instantly fell in love with, with your approach, with everything you do, showed it to Emma. And, um, and yeah, we absolutely had to, to, to get you on the show. So, Bula, Josh. So, let's start off a little bit about yourself. Um, and I don't think it's a little bit. You've got a fascinating journey, a fascinating story. So, tell us a little bit about your background, who you are, and um, eventually all about your vegan journey. Okay. So, uh, thank you, guys. So, obviously, I'm uh, Josh Lillacamba, and I'm from Fiji. Um, a little bit about my vegan journey. For me, it uh, I was actually born into it. So when I was uh, born, the same year I was born, uh, my parents had decided to go go into the vegan and the plant-based journey because of um, how beneficial it was to our health. Yeah, and uh, so I'm now 20, turning 29 at the end of the year. So uh, it's been um, 28 years of uh, being plant-based. And for the people that can't see, you don't look a day over 20. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. That healthy diet. <laughs> yeah. 
and I, and I really see how how really um, beneficial it has been not only for our family but uh, especially for me because uh, um, while I was uh, born a vegan and uh, taught how to uh, eat healthy uh, like any teenager I, I went out and uh, you know you always like to uh, just when your parents tell you you know don't try that you, you you've got to try it and so that's what I did. I, I went out and uh, I just went be sick on uh, eating things that were not uh, plant-based. And then uh, soon afterwards, I had an autoimmune disease, which uh, it really struck me uh, down. And uh, I was uh, bedridden for quite a while. And uh, as soon as I changed my diet, which, were, which I knew I had to go back to, um, my body went back to normal. It became alkaline again, and uh, I was running around again. And that's that's just what uh, really it really inspired me to wow. Uh, I've got to uh, live this uh, vegan uh, life experience, and also I've got to share it with uh, those around me. As uh, both of you have said, it's it's a real problem uh, here in Fiji. Um, the NCD rate, yes. And so that's one thing that inspires me to be vegan and plant-based. Now, what's amazing actually is what you said, you know, you're nearly 29, but you're vegan for 28 years. So that suggests that you went off the rails, so to speak, for such a short period of time. And yet in that short period of time, how quickly your health deteriorated. I mean, that must have been quite scary as well. Yes. Yes, it, it was it was very scary because um, I, I had um, maybe only gone out, I think it was in the high school years, yes, while I was in high school, that I decided, uh, it, it had always been a mission of mine, uh, I'd always tell my mom and dad, you know, when I get my job, <laughs> you're like, well, eat meat. <laughs> and then, uh, yes, so at high school when I had the chance, and so, yeah, I just saw, like, it just took around three months for me to get my first attack of uh, rheumatoid arthritis. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it took quite a while to reverse it. And, um, yeah, it, uh, from that point uh, onwards, I knew, uh, I, I knew what I had to do. I had to just keep uh, sticking to healthy eating, uh, which is a vegan and a plant-based uh, diet. Yeah. So when you did change your diet there, do you think that you just started consuming what would be a typical Fijian diet or were you swinging right to the extremes there with, you know, lots of processed food and lots of meat and like, I'm just wondering because it came on so quickly, just how far you kind of deviated from your plant-based diet, I suppose. Yes. So, so when I deviated, I was, uh, mind you, I was still at home. So... At home, I'd be eating plant-based and vegan food. It's only when I went out. So maybe only one meal in a day that I'd be having, uh, um, yes, a lot of processed meat uh, food. But those those one meals per day, uh, they really made a difference in my body. It just took my blood pH down the acidic ladder. Now, tell us a little bit about your, your studies because I believe... So you've done a plant-based chef course, which we'll go into a little bit yes. shortly. 
but that wasn't your original trajectory. You started off a pretty scientific route, didn't you? Yes, uh, yes. A more, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that and the change. Okay, so when uh, when I had finished, I had I had done uh, ACE, uh, uh, Australian Christian uh, Education. It's um, a curriculum in uh, Australia, which I did uh, through homeschool. Yes, so after graduating, um, my year 12, I decided to go into university. And then I, I really loved going out for um, scuba dives. And uh, I could just I just had a passion for the sea. And um, it really hurt me to see uh, how people were polluting the ocean and what we could do to um, yes, just uh, sh show more awareness. And that's what kind of drove me to study marine science. And uh, mind you, while we were doing that, we were uh, we had a family business on the side. So yes, I was doing that. I was studying marine science, but somehow it it just wasn't. Um, you know how you you've got that feeling that oh, this just isn't it. And um, I just kind of felt like. I was doing something that uh, I didn't really want to do or didn't uh, really enjoy, not as much as cooking, because um, I, I could say that cooking is my first love, yes, uh, and especially cooking plant-based uh, uh, meals. And uh, so that's what um, it really changed my cause, my, my career, my career path. And uh, I think I was in my second year of uh, studying marine science that uh, I started thinking to myself, uh, oh my, I, I better make the change now before it's too late and I'll be in a place where I'm regretting and I, I don't want to be that person. So as soon as I had the chance, I, yes, I, I made that switch. And you mentioned your family business there. I'm guessing it's the cafe that we're talking about here. So you and your family, you're, I suppose you could say some of the leaders of the plant-based movement in Fiji, um, because you were running that cafe for such a such a long time. Tell us about that. Yes, yes, I, I guess you could say that. Um, so, we were one of the first vegan cafes in uh, uh, in Fiji. Yes, and uh, so our, our family, um, like as I was saying earlier, uh, it's going to be our twenty ninth year in the plant-based journey and vegan journey. And so, you know, as as you've come uh, along the journey so far, you've learned a lot of ways to make food and, you know, you just want to share it with people. And so that was, um, that was the goal of our, um, of our family business when we first opened it in the year 2012. Yeah, so uh, we, we just really wanted to make uh, people aware because um, and also the other thing was that you know we'd go to town here in uh, Suvu City the capital and uh, there wasn't really any option for us uh, unless there was Chinese and I mean you, you can't keep eating Chinese every time so we just wanted to give options to our fellow Fijians that you know you can have plant-based food and it's uh, just not uh, green leaves and everything. We, yes, it was our aim 
to make it uh, a really a fun setting where people came in and uh, it, they had uh, all sorts of uh, vegan plant-based food and locally sourced uh, ingredients. Yeah, and so that was what Highland Natural uh, uh, Cafe was all about. And uh, we were just so blessed to be able to run it for around uh, seven years. Yes. And uh, just uh, making people in Fiji more aware. And, and we saw that uh, as we went out around in other cafes that were not vegan, they started uh, doing what we were doing. And uh, I guess we were uh, actually accomplishing our mission here in the Suva City. So even though we finished, we, we closed down back in 2019, uh, everywhere we go around Suva City or in the West, we see our marks, uh, uh, some names of our salads, some names of our smoothies. And every time we see it, we don't have that envy or anything. We're just so happy that people are on board and uh, they're, they're making options for those that are plant-based and vegan. That's amazing. Such a positive outlook. I mean, a little bit of a shame, you know, I was about to say to our listeners, next time you go to Fiji, make sure you go to Suva, make sure you go find Highland Natural Vegan Cafe. But, you know, your positive outlook in terms of, it's about sharing the, the, the yes. positive message and it's about sharing the benefits and a little bit of, and, and the inspiration. And that's exactly what you did. And you've effectively accomplished that. Instead of one cafe now, you've got however many there are, but you can almost claim that as that was you. That was that was yeah. you and your family, you know, that, that, that initiate. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, okay, so the cafe, it's gone, bit sad, but Maioli Chef. Let's talk about Maioli Chef. This is what this is really all about. Why the name? What does the name mean? What's what's the purpose behind it? Tell us. Tell us about what Maioli Chef is all about. Okay, so um, Maioli Chef, it's... Uh... <clears throat> I'll just take us back almost a year. Yes, it, it's almost a year now. On July 6th, 2021, um, it was COVID lockdown here in Fiji. And uh, we were split. That was the first time in Fiji where we just split into like, in Fiji, we, we go all around. There's no states. So when you're on the big island, you can go from city to city. But that was the first time in Fiji we were stuck in uh, small state-like uh, areas. Yeah, so while we were stuck, I was uh, contemplating on, on what to do uh, with the new career path I had chosen. And uh, just one morning I, I woke up and the thought occurred to me, hmm, I think I will do what I've been wanting to do. And uh, that's a share plant-based recipes and also uh, um, also sell plant-based and vegan uh, products. Yes, so so Maui Chef, uh, the name, why, why I came up with that name is um, mostly because of my culture. Uh, and uh, uh, Maui is uh, the fruit. Uh, here you can see it's it's the papaya, yeah. So it's uh, it's the papaya. Uh, that's what it means in our in our Fijian dialect. And uh, secondly, uh, what made me call myself uh, or my business the Maori Chef is because it just you know identifies as a plant based or vegan uh, uh, business. And that's what made me 
just choose that name. And it's funny because uh, that name, I, it just took me around, I think, 20 minutes just thinking. So I was brainstorming. Uh, I asked my brother, hey, what do you think I should name? And my brother was like, no, 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 I'm not going to tell you. You have to think it up yourself. And so I was just uh, wrecking my head on what to name my business. And uh, I looked uh, at our kitchen and I saw the papaya and I, oh, <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> so, yes, so Maoli in our, uh, where I'm from, it's, it's called the province uh, of Lao. So the Maoli or the papaya, it's our fruit emblem. And uh, so uh, the Maoli chef, it's a plant-based entity and uh, also repping where I'm from, uh, which is uh, Lao. Yes. Amazing. And I'm from South Africa and in South Africa, actually, we call it pawpaw, the pawpaw, yes. so, you know, papaya, pawpaw. And, uh, you know, because I come from the East Coast, so very tropical. And I think, Emma, you grow uh, papaya yes. in Queensland as well. And we used to have a few papaya trees in our own garden. And the best thing, especially in the summer, first, my dad every morning would look out the window. And if he see a bird start picking at the fruit, he knew it was ready. It was ripe. So we'd always get a fresh papaya in with a few little peck marks of a bird, <laughs> slice it open, scoop the seeds out. And we'd all have a slice on our plate with a little bit of freshly squeezed orange juice over the top. And that was, that was, uh, yeah. that was the start of breakfast. So, uh, love the fruit, love the name, love the concept. It's, it's, uh, it only took you 20 minutes. Gosh, Emma, how long did it take us to come? Oh, I was thinking that as Joshua was <laughs> And your sister like contributed to that too. <laughs> Is it your uh, and Josh, I'm coming to you next like time. <laughs> next time I need a business name, I'm coming to you. Um, <laughs> So wonderful, wonderful start. But um, so tell us a typical day. Okay, so you got you got the brand, you got the purpose, your mission statement of what you want to do. What do you what do you do? What's what's a typical day for you? So a, a typical day for the business is uh, uh, just uh, going through the goals that I have uh, before I actually start to, which maybe I go through at around five a.m. in the morning. Um, before like uh, a year ago it was it was not as I didn't anticipate it to become uh, uh, this big yes uh, now I'm supplying to uh, a local supermarket and uh, yes so at the moment I've been working on a few products so what I do in the morning is just write down goals that I need to complete by the end of the day and uh, then I work myself throughout the day, just uh, first of all, just uh, going uh, through all my social media, um, sh uh, social media apps, and just updating the stories and uh, you know all the normal do's, just replying to people's messages and whatnot. And then it's uh, a typical day uh, program for the Maori chef is just straight into the kitchen which I like to call my lab. Uh, and it's just where I, I perfect uh, my products and make new products for pushing out into the supermarkets. And uh, also just um, uh, putting out uh, private orders to people who are uh, ordering, uh, yes, uh, vegan sweets or uh, savory dishes. Yes. Uh, and by the end of the day, I always love just uh, going back to my checklist and just checking it out 
uh, and if I have left something up, oh, uh, it's going to be a long night because we're not going to sleep until we check the checklist up. <laughs> Gosh, hard taskmaster there. Eh? I like it. drive. <laughs> so you've got your firm tofu that's available in the supermarkets. Can you yes. tell us what else you're working on or are you giving away trade secrets? So can you spill any? No, no, uh, that's not a problem at all for me. So... Uh, Foam tofu is, uh, it, it, it was my first product to push out to a local supermarket called uh, Kundan Singh. And um, there are a few other products that I'm working on at the moment. Uh, two products, uh, are vi- uh, gluten-free vegan uh, patties and um, some meatless tofu balls. Yes. And also uh, oh, wow. um, some guilt-free desserts like... Uh, um, a lamington, uh, chocolate lamingtons, and uh, uh, but the question is, is that from Australia or New Zealand? Who made it first? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think that doesn't matter. It sounds like Fiji is perfecting this recipe, and that's what matters. <laughs> but but Josh, take us. Let's go back. Let's go back a little bit to the firm tofu. How did you get on to making tofu and, and why? I mean, tofu is, yeah, you can just buy in the supermarket, no? Or was that yes. not the case? Oh, okay, so uh, for firm tofu, I was, uh, I have a, a specific preference for, firm, for, for tofu. Uh, you have the two different types, as we all know. You've got the silken tofu and you've got yeah. uh, the firm tofu. I... I love, I love both, but I, I just tend to love the firm tofu more because of the meaty texture and how you can play around with it more. And uh, yes, that's why I, I really loved it. And then just going into the COVID lockdown in 2021, so where we were stuck, we couldn't uh, get access to uh, the firm tofu that we wanted. And uh, it was very, it was very disappointing, and kind of frustrating. And at that time, uh, yes, a year ago, I didn't know. Uh, I, I had a fair idea of how to do it, but I hadn't been really practicing at the moment, at that time. And so it had reached that point where I knew, oh my, I think the whole of 2021 will be in the lockdown. And so why not uh, just make your own uh, meat substitute? Because we, we had been just uh, having a lot of food with uh, the normal uh, soy chunks. But, you know, sometimes you just want that fresh tofu. And uh, so I just uh, got to it. And um, uh, if there's one thing I love doing is just uh, really perfecting recipes so that, uh, uh, yeah, they're, they're good for the taste buds. And uh, so that's what I did. Um, I, I did a really thorough research online uh, on how I can, on how Koreans and Japanese uh, people uh, uh, make their firm tofu. And uh, so that's how I started doing it. And uh, the word went around in uh, the local community where I stay. And uh, so I just started selling it and then uh, the demand went up until now I'm uh, uh, supplying to a supermarket and hopefully we'll be making it supermarkets uh, plural <laughs> in the near future. Yes. 
That's brilliant because it's such a staple, isn't it, for a lot of plant-based eaters. And if, if you didn't have it accessible during lockdown, that would have been tough. So it's really great that oh, yes. you've got that resource now for the community. Yes. And are you finding there's a demand for, you know, the, the next little projects you're working on, the patties and things like that? Do you find that perhaps not everyone is as... Um, uh, welcoming with tofu because tofu's ooh, you know, or there's the perception of tofu's not good for you because of the estrogen and so on, you know, all those myths. And do you think that other patties, are you going down that path to help bridge that gap? Is that part of the rationale why you're doing that? Yes, yes. So, um, yes, just like how you mentioned, um, not a lot of people uh, love tofu. I, I have a lot of... Uh, uh, friends who, who are not plant-based, but uh, they just they just dislike tofu uh, somehow because of the taste, and I'm like, what? But uh, everyone's different, and uh, yes, yeah, so so that's my aim, just to uh, create create more diversity in my products, and uh, so even though my product, my next vegan uh, uh, patty, uh, it's gluten-free, so I've just taken it, uh, taken all the soy out. Yes, so it's also a soy-free product. And likewise, um, for all the other products except the, the tofu meatless balls. Yes, and uh, I, I find that uh, while there's a demand for firm tofu, I'd also like to uh, reach those that who, who, can, who cannot eat uh, tofu or soy. And also um, uh, just uh, share awareness on, you know, there are so many other kinds of plant-based plant -based foods that you can eat and try and that you might uh, actually like. Yes. Yep. Brilliant. Um, and I've got to say, like, you're very blessed to be in an area of the world where there's an abundance of, you know, fresh fruit and, and a few veggies as well. But unfortunately in Fiji, you know, like the rates of diabetes and heart disease and whatnot are really high. Um, I think about 30% of the population there have diabetes, which is quite quite a bit. Um, so what's a typical Fijian diet look like now? And what are you hoping to kind of, like obviously we want to get people eating more plant-based, but where does this all sit also with like the traditional cuisines? Yes, um, that's a very good point that you made there, Emma, about uh, uh the problem of uh, NCDs here in Fiji. And yes, we are one of the leaders in uh, NCDs here in Fiji, especially diabetes. And I think one of the main reasons is how we as uh, Fijians have gone away from how our, um, our forefathers used to eat. Uh, you know, they used to eat uh, very simple meals, uh, nothing too processed. Uh, but uh, now because of uh, people moving into urban areas and uh, yes, just leaving the villages and it's, it's, not, it's not even for those that are coming to the cities, it's for those that uh, come down from the villages and come and sell. So when they come down from the villages, they come and sell their produce and it's, it's as if they're, they're just doing a butter system. They're bringing in their produce in exchange for the supermarket goods, and they're taking it back to their villages. And so you can see uh, just how and why Fiji is becoming one of the number one uh, nations uh, in the NCDs and diabetes uh, 
uh, statistics is just because we've changed our diet from one that was dependent on uh, what we would farm and if there was uh, maybe less vegetables then we would uh, go to the last resort which would be a supermarket but nowadays the last resort is the farm and so most of us uh, are not even uh, attempting to farm uh, our vegetables anymore and so I think that's uh, one thing that I would really love to advocate and yes and just through the meals and the, um, um, the recipe reels that I do on the Maori Chef platform uh, is just more about just advocating to people how you can uh, fight this the diabetic uh, diabetes and NCDs uh, uh, epidemic I, I would say that's taking over Fiji yes I, I think it's a really big uh, problem for us in Fiji. So traditionally, uh, a typical, uh, you know, Fijian diet would have been lots of tropical fruits, some, some, um, uh, you know, uh, sort of starchy vegetables, perhaps, yes. uh, like the sweet potato and so on, fish as well. I mean, you're yes. an island nation or, or nation of islands. So, you know, has, has, and you talk about accessibility and, and people now, you know, the urbanization and the access of yes. KFCs, McDonald's and all that rubbish we can say that here on this show um <laughs> but that's but we know also now there's problems with fish uh, we're overfishing our seas uh you know the amount of pcbs and heavy metals and all that in the fish as well so um and land a lot of it in, in the more recent times converted to sugarcane plantations or yes. so a lot of that has also changed so it's also hard to go back to what the traditional diet would have yeah. been that's also part of the challenge isn't it Yes, that's very, that's very true. Probably like another reason what you're doing is so fantastic because it's making good food accessible and easy to access. So, you know, if people are needing to go to the supermarket because they don't have the land to grow their own fruit and veg anymore, they can still get a nutritious choice rather than the two minute noodles or processed yes. meat or yes. whatnot. Mm. So you're changing the system, which is fantastic. Y yes. I think that's uh, the whole thing behind um, the whole theme behind Maori Chef, and uh, my motto is just uh, to inspire my fellow Fijians and uh, uh, fellow Islanders to just uh, be able to live a plant-based lifestyle, which is one dish at a time. I usually just tell uh, friends who are struggling, and they tell me, "Man, how do you do it? Like, how how can you like?" Uh, quit meat and just, you know, have a plant-based meal. And I said, you know, yeah, just, just, just start with one dish and, and see how, how far you go, how, how good you feel. And if it is what you think uh, you should uh, do and go, go ahead. Yeah. And so at uh, the moment, I'm just really uh, blessed to have the platform to be able to uh, share awareness on how important it is to live healthy here in Fiji. And I've got to ask you just a follow-up question on this because I always argue, this is going back to your point before um, you made some of your friends don't like tofu, I would always argue that people who don't like tofu don't know how to cook it properly. So do you have a secret <laughs> on how you make it so delicious? Finally, finally someone uh, 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 is on my side. <laughs> I have to second you, uh, Emma. <laughs> Um, yes, so every time someone uh, 
uh, is uh, someone who is new to Tofu, just uh, pops up on my inbox and uh, on my DMs and asks, hey, um, I would like to get Tofu, but I don't know how to make it. Yeah, and so um, I, I really love telling them how to make Tofu because I really feel like it's, it's how you make the Tofu that makes a difference because uh, you know the Tofu, it's just all plain until you uh, cook it. Eh? And so yeah, there are different sauces and different ways. Um, you can bake it, you can uh, scramble it. But uh, yes, so uh, all these kind of ways I've included in my uh, social media platforms just to help people when they're buying my product from the supermarket, uh, they can go uh, to my social media platforms and the recipe reels will help them uh, be able to uh, maximize the taste of the tofu. Brilliant. Not many foods you buy comes with a how-to guide. And here we go. You buy the tofu, here's a how-to guide to make it. Brilliant. Um, you know, and, and we always like to um, ask our guests on tips on how to make change and so on. But you nailed it. You know, one dish at a time. Keep it simple. You know, it's not about these steps and it's and you've got to buy this and that just one dish at a time and like you say see how you feel was it good how did you feel great go again make it two dishes at a time and it kind of ties in well with our our previous guest um chris darwin and the darwin challenge app and their app is also about this whole meal at a time or day at a time you know go one day at a time and look at the impact you're making on your health on the planet on society um, and, and I think that's, that's really the trend of where a lot of us should be going rather than forcing this whole all or nothing approach, which can be very yes. off-putting for a lot of people. It's, it's about, let's take them on a journey. And I'm segueing into, Emma, um, I guess our official announcement of, of a new campaign um, that we want to announce. It's not new as such, but we've, we've decided to make it standalone a little bit um, so we can give it more of its... Uh, a platform that it needs uh, to spread the message and make it more accessible. Um, Emma, uh, the campaign is called? Drumroll, Planet Cuisine. <laughs> oh, yay. Planet, Planet Cuisine. <laughs> yes. So we did initially, I think we started off with Plant Cuisine and then Emma quite rightly butted in an E in there, which is perfect because when you head onto our website and look under the section of campaigns and head over to Planet Cuisine, you'll actually see that we're trying to make it in a funny way look like the planet like the earth and i think that's more the aim here is you know when we first started as the lentil intervention we were perhaps a little bit more about we have to go whole food plant-based and it was a very sort of um you know we were going in a very specific direction it was and it's way or the and highway the, wasn't it <laughs> it is and the <laughs> benefits we can't we you know the benefits are there we 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 can argue that forever and 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 it's true but the thing we have found over time speaking to a number of amazing guests other experts um, and our own experiences is the real goals the real ad, um, ad, uh, sort of outcomes are going to be achieved if we get the collective approach not a handful of people we need to be more engaging we need to be more inclusive and the focus really and we've said this so many times is there's no point in being the healthiest person if there's no planet to stand on so we need to look at it from a bigger perspective. Also, if you've got any, you know, traditional recipes that can be veganified or 
plant-based, um, we would love to feature it because as Ben said, we really do want this to be inclusive to everyone, not just, you know, standard Australian New Zealand fare. We, we want everything to help everyone make this transition. And that kind of brings us back to a very exciting announcement, Ben. <laughs> not so much an announcement, but my only chef, Josh, has uh, very kindly and willingly offered to be the, our first con uh, or the first contributor to, to our list of, of, of recipes we already have. For those familiar with our website, we have a number of recipes on there already, which we will continue to grow, but we want to feature. Um, so any of you, our listeners, have any recipes to contribute, by all means, get in touch. But Josh, you are contributing a recipe, which I'm very excited to share with, with our, our audience and our, and our followers. Tell us about the recipe. Um, yeah, you gave us a little teaser before the show. We were excited. So tell us about what the recipe is. Oh, thank you, Ben. First of all, uh, congratulations on uh, this uh, new initiative that you're going on board. And I, I am so ready and I'm so excited to support you uh, with uh, this recipe. Yes, yeah, so so this recipe, it's, um, it's a Fijian recipe. Uh, it's usually, so the normal Fijian recipe, it's called Wadi Poki, Wadi Poki. And so it, it, it includes um, meat, yeah. It's, it's taro leaves on dalo, taro, taro leaves. Uh, it's usually, we usually put meat in the taro leaves and uh, then they put it in coconut milk. And so what I've done, I've just made my own rendition. And um, so the recipe that I'll be putting uh up for you it will be uh it'll just be a gluten-free um uh taro leaf uh, patty uh that uh, is uh, dry roasted or dry uh, pan fried and uh, then uh, it's put into a pot and then just a bit of uh, coconut cream uh, and uh, yes a bit of onion and garlic and uh, just uh, you bring it to uh, the boil and then simmer it, and uh, oh, it, it's it's going to be nice. Yes. My tummy is rumbling. Emma, are we <laughs> booking flights? So we uh, doing our next uh, episode from Fiji, and uh, Josh is <laughs> going to be uh, dishing up this beautiful dish. Um, amazing, amazing, and and I think that's uh, yeah, very excited to see that. We will be sharing that recipe, of course, uh, on our. Gosh, I don't want to say it because we've been saying so long. We will have a newsletter coming out soon, but I'll go into the newsletter. Uh, but of course, we'll have it on our socials and on our website. So it's there for prosperity. But Josh, thank you. That that sounds absolutely amazing. Yeah, I think that's, that just kind of sums it all up. Bula to our new Fijian listeners. I'm sure we're going to have a few join in now, which we're very excited. But Josh, thank you so much. You're um we really, really encourage our listeners to, to, to give you a follow on Instagram, or on Facebook, where you're very active. It's just inspiring. It really is. It's none. I mean, we don't always need the science. We don't always need the heavy data and just get on with it, you know, and your motto, just one dish at a time. Dial in, look at those, follow those videos. It's it, they're, they, they're, they're easy recipes to follow. You make it so achievable for, for those that can't cook or don't know where to start. It's simple, a few ingredients, and you have a beautiful outcome that is not just for yourself, but for your family, your friends, and everyone else that you want to try and encourage to come along that journey with you. So, Josh, thank you so much for making the time to come onto the show, sharing your amazing journey, your amazing story. You are full of ideas. 
Uh, you're only at the start of this. So we wish you so much luck and success with what you're going to be doing and continue doing for your community in Fiji um, and hopefully inspire all your neighboring islands and the big ones, Australia, New Zealand. There's a lot, there's a lot you're doing for our community. So thank you so much and um, bula vinaka. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to uh, just uh, share more awareness on uh, the plant-based uh, journey and my plant-based journey and uh, how uh, it's going in Fiji. Yes, and I, and I hope that uh, more islanders and more Fijians uh, through the days to come will be able to be inspired uh, to live a plant-based lifestyle like uh, I always love to say, one dish at a time. Thank you for listening to the Lentil Intervention Podcast. If you found this interesting, make sure you subscribe and share it with your friends. 